I got a question about your kids. Hmm. Real quick. Would you rather they be super smart, do well in college, they like do some kind of tech startup, whatever. Like they're very academically tech savvy smart, right? Mm -hmm. But they're ugly as shit. <laughs> they're uncoordinated. They're uncharismatic. They're awkward. You know they're going to okay. be set for life. Yeah. But you don't like them being at your parties. Yeah. Okay. Or mm -hmm. they are fine as fuck. Okay. Stop they talking about my kid like that. <laughs> <laughs> they are charming. Mm -hmm. They are suave. Uh -huh. They're athletic. Yep. Dumb as a brick. Yep. Fucking moron. Yep. At the age of 25, you still don't let them hold plastic bags. Like, what if? <laughs> God forbid. Which one are you taking? Ladder. I'm picking ugly. Really? I'm, yeah, I'm picking. Oh, no, no, I'm sorry. I'm picking attractive <laughs> and, and stupid. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah. Dude, that's the way the world works. That's a model child. It's sad, sad, yeah. but the truth. I just, like, I want to take pictures with my kids. And if you fucking look like a gonk, if you look like Quasimodo from Hunchback and Nurture, I'm like, get out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you're ruining my influencer career. As you can tell, Sal's in a very jazzy mood because we actually walked by uh, downtown Annapolis and they were having like this little jazz fest of these like average age was like 45 years. No, not 45. No, no, no. Like 75 years they old. Were like mid 60s was the average. They, yeah, they, had, they all had like gray hair. Yeah. And we were walking by. And it was a nice jazzy tune. We just ate at um, Chicken Ruth's Deli in Annapolis. Very good. I'm still, um, I'm still in a coma. Yeah, I think Sod's still recovering. And I also think we found Sod's second home as well. Oh my god, Chicken Yo, Ruth's is the spot. I had the double crab cake platter. Oh yeah, amazing crab cakes. A special highlight on the word double. Yeah. And those are pretty big. They were very... I, honestly, one would have been enough. It had crab mac and cheese on the side with it. Mm -hmm. And then we had like four baskets of pickles. Yep. And you ate them. I probably had like two and a half of those baskets yep. by myself. And then he had a fucking... And then he got coerced by our wonderful server <laughs> in ordering a milkshake that he immediately regretted. Yeah. Halfway through, I was like, I did not need this. Yeah. I told him, listen, man, I... I listen to my body. Saad wants to punish his body. That dinner roll tartar sauce combination just hit me like at, in with the milkshake order and the milkshake coming. It hit me. I was like, I should not have done that. My guy, you went seafood and dairy. Yeah. <laughs> and then I went to the bathroom afterwards. And yeah. you know what? Less we say about that, the better. I think Saad was um Saad was gracious enough to save my toilet and rather <laughs> that's went literally that's that's, that's why I was like process? desperate to ask her like, do you have a bathroom? Because I do not want to go into this residence that's been so kind to me and then upcharge their water bill by like a hundred dollars this month. I'm not I'm not in the business of doing damage. Sad, not here. Sad comes out. It's like, hey, uh, by the way, it's clogged. <laughs> I'd give it about two days before you can go in. New toilet. Tactical nuke incoming. changing course from yes. last week you know light feathery humorous joyful dear making sugars. a lot of fun dear sugars good times i had a lot of fun we're easing back into our regularly scheduled programming yes now, emphasis on ease i want to make it a gentle transition back into intellectual conversations thought provoking i'm gonna tell you why y'all are wrong about cuba <laughs> and you need to listen to me because y'all are stupid i'm so i'm tired of this tell them sod so there's multiple angles we can approach. Okay, so the short of it, if you don't know, which I doubt if you're listening, if you're you, the sixth people who would listen to this. You don't know because here's the thing. 
I don't know about half of it. Sod's <laughs> more, much more read up on it. And I haven't really posted anything about it because I know that those infographs, those little colorful charts everyone's yeah. posting about the socialism in Cuba. So the short of it is, if you don't know, in as of like last week, the, the big story was that they're protesting in Havana, Cuba, right? And there's shortages in medical supplies and food. They can't afford anything. And the story is... People in Cuba are rising up against an authoritarian communist regime that's been there since the 60s. And what can Americans and people around the world do? There's a lot of hullabaloo about, you know, Cubans in America telling you, like, no, listen, my grandpa and grandma were imprisoned, X, Y, and Z. We'll get to some of the things about that. But it's a lot of bullshit. I'm not going to say there aren't legitimate points of criticism. Mm -hmm. I think this is one of those things where, as Cher alluded to, if you get your politics and information from Instagram, Instagram, colorful infographics, where I think the one that was super popular this time was, hey, if you're not a Cuban, I'm begging you to reshare. I'm like, oh, my like, God. Yeah. Cuban needs shut help up. I mean, listen, is their economy the most booming economy in the world? No. But there, there's a lot why, of reasons. Yeah. yeah what, what are the main reasons yeah. for it? It's yeah. not just their structure of government. Yeah. It's because the largest country in the world, yeah. i.e. the United States has embargoed and i think the word embargo is really funny too because they're, they they want to change the narrative around it yeah. they don't want to say sanctions or hey yeah. we're stopping this so they use like more interesting words yeah. like embargo and and whatnot to kind of throw off you know the scent like hey yeah. we're not this isn't like we're this, this isn't something that we're doing to them this is just an embargo yeah we're gonna make this a little bit of a history lesson i'm gonna try to keep it as brief and digestible as possible i and between the two of us, I am the one who knows more about this, but yes. I am relying and trusting Cher to challenge me with questions. And if there's any point which doesn't make sense or if, you know, there's a contradiction, I want you to press up on me in yes, place. Sir. Think of Think in place of like the audience, right? You want me to be a capitalist? No, okay, don't, don't be disingenuous, <laughs> but like, no, like, honestly, it's yeah, like honest yeah. questions. Yeah, no. You know, go for it. So, and again, I'm going to make this super, like, brief and digestible. I'm not going to, well, brief, maybe not, but digestible. Yes, sir. Okay. So, Professor Saad. Oh, look at that. I really wish I was a history professor type. Dude, work towards it. I, I really, this is like the thing I care about the most in the world. Like, in terms of politics, it's like foreign policy. The countries I care a lot about are Cuba, Palestine, increasingly Haiti, Puerto Rico. And I'm becoming more and more versed in China, I would say. Those are, like, the ones I care about. And there's so many places, right? But you hit on the pretty main main. Those are really important ones. Look, I'm, I'm looking from the perspective of someone who lives in America. Right. So let's get to the meat of it, right? I'm going to start with this really cool. And when I say cool, I mean that, like, it's not really cool, but it's cool for me because I'm a fucking weirdo. This quote from Francis Ford Coppola. Cher, do you know who that is? No, sir. Director of the Godfather trilogy. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah. I should have known. So there was a quote from him that was unearthed recently. If you guys don't know, in Godfather 2, a lot of it takes place in Cuba during the revolution. Oh, shit. And so Michael Corleone, the main character played by Al Pacino, he's there. There's like a huge mafia meeting in Havana, which, by the way, is true to form. The mafia had a lot of dealings in pre-Castro Cuba. There was a lot of money laundering there. And while he's there... The Cuban Revolution happens. The dictator before Castro came in, Fulgencio Batista, who was propped up by America, he was overthrown at the time of the movie. And they have that scene, and it's played in a very celebratory way. It's meant to be a celebration the way Coppola directs it. Right. And that's weird, right? Because he's an American, he's a director in America. You would think, like, oh, you can't do that. And that's something he addressed in his piece where 
Cubans noticed that. Like, oh, you're like being generous in your interpretation of this. That's very interesting. And his quote is very important. If America was ever under any threat, I would not have the ability to have this much free speech. They would clamp down on me. Yeah. Let me get ahead of any criticism, right? There are elements of Cuba which are repressive in terms of free speech, mm-hmm. and they lock a political dissonance. The reason they have to do that, that they have to write their domestic policy like that, is, as Cher said, 90, because America's only like 90 miles north yeah. of Cuba. 90 miles north is this massive imperial power that's been trying to topple them through economic warfare, yep. literal military warfare, biological warfare, propaganda. World propaganda. World, like propaganda across the entire world for over half a century. They have to clamp down on some level because there are a lot of Cubans in Cuba who were aligned with previous the Batista regime, which, mm-hmm. again, dictator. Propped up by United States. Yeah. More wealthy Cubans who have, like, a relationship to America and like and capital interests and corporate interests in America, who would like to see the Castro regime overthrown? So 1959 is when the Cuban Revolution happened. Initially, people were like, oh, this is like, he's not going to do the things he's saying, right? Mm-hmm. And then starting from 1960 onwards, they had these land reforms. And you might have heard about this. This is when they kicked out the plantation owners. Right. They had slave mm-hmm. owners. They were all white. Mm-hmm. They kicked them out. Where do you think they went? Miami, baby. They went to Miami, Florida. <laughs> they would go to Miami, Florida. Some of them would be resettled into, like, California. Um, it's not just plantation owners. There's also war criminals. Yep. Members of the mafia, like yep. we alluded to before. It's the rich white Cubans who fled Castro. Okay? So whenever you hear someone saying, like, oh, my grandma, grandpa fled. It's like they were, like, criminals. Slave owners. They were slave owners or, like, war criminals or were, like, murdering people. Because that's who he was prosecuting. It's yeah. an interesting thing because I saw a story about this journalist journalist who was covering anti-Cuban protests. It was like, you know, we want all the Cubans to be free. Mm-hmm. And he came across this woman who was telling him about her grandfather and how he was murdered uh-huh. by the regime over there. Uh-huh. Who was her grandfather? Turns out that this grandfather was some high-up police general oh who was literally a cri- like a war criminal in a, in a sense because he was like notoriously known for mm. like public killings, mm-hmm. just taking yeah. out people, and he, that's that's the guy who got killed. I, the things that people accuse the um, the Cuban government of doing now, America was literally supporting Cuba and doing that beforehand. Yeah, the reason that it was okay and. Mind you, most of the stuff that people say about Cuba is just factually untrue, like as the the Castro regime. Mm -hmm. Not all of it, but some of it. Before, America was fine with that because it's like our business interests are fine here, though. We're getting so much money out of it. It's all all business interests. It's It's all business uh, business interests. And this whole thing, like... I haven't do- I haven't done like a deep dive into it, but mm-hmm. I just took a step back this p- these past few weeks because I know enough about world history and have enough knowledge around those things to where I can see something unfolding and be like, wait, that doesn't seem right. Yeah. Whereas this whole propaganda of this anti-socialism movement that's going on, like, oh, socialism did this. Like, no, yeah. no, no. America propped up a dictator beforehand who got overthrown because he treated his people badly. Because horrifically, there was, yeah. There's a there was a change that needed to happen, and you see this not in Cuba. You see this in you saw this in Haiti. You saw mm-hmm. this in uh, different Latin American countries. If America supports somebody in Latin America, take it with a grain of salt. Generally speaking, it's like, oh, I, I should not be supportive of this person. Take of this it, group. take it with a grain yeah. of salt. Please. If, if America has a beef with somebody, usually. 
and this is like kind of a dumb way of looking at it, but like I'll say it. If America has a problem with a, a government, you should generally be like on the with side of the government. Like honestly, it's it's weird. Like it sounds like like just contrarian for the sake of being no. contrarian. Like oh, I'm an edgy teenager. I'm just rebelling. Like no, it's true. This is not like edgy teenager stuff. This is just about understanding imperialism. That was called the July 26th movement, all right? Mm-hmm. Now, why am I bringing that up? So, to be clear, the July 26th movement is specifically Castro's part in the Cuban Revolution. Cuban Revolution was not just Castro. Right. But the July 26th movement was specifically when he landed, when him and his crew, Che Guevara, landed in, I forget what part of Cuba, and then they overthrew Batista, right? There is a flag associated with that. It's like a red and black one. It says J-26. Huh. Okay? So why am I bringing this up? Because in all the coverage and the footage that's coming out from like all these newspapers and stuff, and people are saying like, "Oh my God, look, they're fighting back against communism. It's anti-government protests, right? Anti-communism protests." Do you know how many times those flags were there? The J twenty-six flags, the July twenty-six movement flags. Okay, right. what people are not reporting is that there are so many, even more protesters in defense of the government they are counter protesting and that's not that's nowhere that's not to be shown reported, yep. even though there's objectively by any real account and measure more of them way more more of them. and it's not that those people aren't struggling right like there are actual problems happening yeah. the main point that they're often making is that stop trying to get america in here we know what the fuck you guys are trying yeah. to do stop trying to like we have problems it would really help those problems if America lifted the sanctions. Yeah. If you want to help as an American, just get your country, our country, to lift the embargo. Yeah. That's it. And let, let them actually have fair trade with yeah. other countries in yeah. the world. And another side of this is there are two countries in the United Nations oh, that, yeah. are, <laughs> that support the embargo mm. of Cuba. Mm. Saad, can you guess... Okay, so USA is a pretty easy one, right? Yeah, they're All the right. ones who are doing it, so... Mm. Who's a, who's, who's a, a good friend of the USA? Who, who also subjugates another people? And makes them live in open-air prisons. I feel like they were in the news recently. I, I can't, for the life of me... I can't remember their flag, but I know the for a fact that they were killing babies to shut some group up. Uh, Israel! Israel! That's the one. Oh, is, little known. Is it real? Is it real? Oh. Is Israel real? Is it real? Oh, we don't. We're not doing that. <laughs> we're we're not doing that one. I think I wrote a whole thing about that yeah. shit. <laughs> but yeah. So before this like story broke, there was another round of like UN votes about like, hey, should we lift the sanctions? As Cher said, U.S. and Israel, only ones who said no. Every other country in the world said, Every y'all other. need to lift these sanctions, okay? Yeah. The embargo's been around for, I don't remember the exact date it happened, but it's been like decades. Um, 1962 or three, I think. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing. Trump made them way worse. Like, this is one area where I'll say, like, no, Trump made this worse. How he, so? Um, he just doubled down on, like, the ability of people to bring send money back, like cash back home to so, Cuba for like people in oh. Cuba too which was a big thing well granted there was like a whole discussion about that need to be had about that but right. basically it was like <clears throat> clamped down on even more supplies mm-hmm. what's happened since that COVID so right. for their ability to like administer vaccines was severely hampered because they literally just don't have the medical medical supplies to do it even though Cuba has developed in spite of all the problems and the conditions they've developed a cheap effective COVID vaccine mm-hmm 
that they are trying to get out to other parts of the world because the Pfizer Moderna ones, they're under what patents in the West? They're too expensive. If I if I'm remembering remembering this correctly, wasn't Cuba the one that sent doctors abroad? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Like they sent like uh-huh. like whole groups of doctors yes. abroad to really struggling countries, even though they were still struggling. Yeah. Yeah. Not just during COVID, but like this has kind of been their MO. Yeah. You you know who you you know what you want to thank for like Cuba's amazing public health and medicine program? Socialism. Socialism. Yep. Castro. Yep. You know, like they effectively eliminated poverty within their own borders. They improved literacy by like an a substantial amount. They had free education for everybody. I know China's a different monster, but China also did that. Yeah. China lifted yeah. most yeah. of their population out of yeah. poverty into like normal yeah. decent living. Yeah. I should say. Yeah. I mean, yeah, and of course there's caveats to all these things. Yes. We're, we're not like here to defend like any like country no. or anything, but like You the, can state facts without making yeah. a political opinion yeah. of something. This is just like do you have are you like well read enough to have just a most basic sober analysis? Yeah. Or are you only abiding by like again, stupid fucking infographics? Yeah. If your stance on these things is this is the quote, right? It's it's not about politics. It's about human rights. Mm-hmm. That's stupid. Why why do I think that's stupid? Tell me. What do you think is generating the power to cause that harm to human life? That's politics. Yeah. It's about po- you need to understand it at a political level to understand like where is this coming from? Yeah. Where is the suffering coming from? Why are these people doing that? You can't just be like, oh, they're bad people. That's not enough. Yeah. And that's there's a, there's also a reason why you're seeing so many of these like colorful info- infographs and like yeah. little very dumbed down versions of it yeah. because they want you to stay away yeah. from the politics. They yeah. want to divert your eyes yeah. to the real things yeah. that are causing, you know, United States policies on sending money back yeah. and, the, and yeah. the different embargoes that they have. They don't want you to pay attention to those things. Yeah. So whenever there's a trend like this, I just want to implore people, man, just do do your research but don't question everything i would say question every fucking do thing do it you with see. like rigor yeah don't don't be like a passive reader who just takes in the first thing they see which is most of what social media a activism lot of is yeah. like like imagine this right cuz i could take what happened on january 6th which if you guys don't remember that's when the capitol riots yep. happened right i could frame that in a way where it sounds like this shit yeah the previous president who was very popular had the election stolen from him, and the other party took power undemocratically. Yep. What happened on January 6th was people protesting, but they were pro- protesting in defense of liberty and democracy. Yep. I can frame it like that. No, and that's 100%. Like, And just send it to a different country, and they'll be like, that's fucked up, guys. Yeah. We need to help the Republicans. There was, there was something similar happening in France. There was like some protests about one of their laws. And it was a large protest, and somebody had uh, somebody basically quoted the tweet, and it was like, "Oh, guess Biden has to uh, Biden has to infiltrate and invade France yeah. now." It's like, no, 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 like yeah. this shit happens, man. Protests happen all. Protests are a sign of like a somewhat, sometimes of a somewhat healthy democratic society. Yeah, that they can happen. The existence of a protest does not mean we need to go in there and, and do yeah. something. Get your hands out of my fries! You ain't my bitch, nigga. I want to touch on the Cuban exiles. I, I need to we we've talked about this before about representation mm-hmm. about how it's not helpful to look at entire groups of people entire countries as like one homogenous blob and then say oh well, you just listen to them and then they will say the right thing because you have to pick and choose then which one you're listening to mm-hmm. as I've explained before the Cuban exiles who left after Castro 
and went to Miami and were scattered across America with funding from the CIA. I need to be very clear about that. The CIA for 50 years has been funding these covert anti-Castro Cuban operations. There was literally one called the DRE, which eventually got so like out of whack and out of line that it got labeled a terrorist organization. Can I I say one thing? Yeah. Now you just mentioned the Cuban thing. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, this is gonna sound like a fucking conspiracy theory, but it's not. Uh-huh. There's a declassified CIA uh, file that when JFK was president, oh yeah, for a reason they were looking for a reason to invade Cuba. Yeah, they wanted to blow up a building in Miami and yeah. blame it on the Cubans. Yeah, no, I know that story. Yeah, I know that story. Yeah, yeah. like that's not a conspiracy theory, yeah. guys. Yeah, that shit really came across. Yeah. All the nine nine eleven conspiracy theories come like like large large part come from that because they're like yo this is something yeah. that the government was because actually was planning that like it, it yeah. didn't happen but they were like thinking about it. yeah they wanted yeah. to invade cuba so bad that they were willing to blow up a block in miami yeah. and blame it on them yeah. because that's that's a, that's when people say psyop if you've heard that term it's a psychological operation yeah that's propaganda it's amazing how many of these like fancy oh free cuba human rights for cuba like instagram groups organizations websites that you see I've looked at like three, three or four. Yeah, I've looked at like oh the about page, the founding page. Yeah, how many? I cannot tell you how many times I've like looked into the founder and it's like oh they invaded during the Bay of Pigs. Yeah, and if you guys don't know, that was in 1960, 1962, 1963. America literally funded ex-Cubans and all mostly ex-Cubans. They didn't really want any American troops on the ground to invade Cuba to topple. Castro. Yeah. Right. So this gives you a sense of like who the fuck these people are. Yeah. So when they say listen to Cubans, listen to us, they mean like listen to the Cubans who are getting Ooch. funded by America to topple a socialist reg- yeah. regime. Yeah. Listen to us with CIA monies in our pockets and yeah. CIA hands yeah. up our asses making this talk. Be, essentially, interrogate these things a little bit. And we're not. We're literally. We're not saying that. Hey, like do as much research as Saad did. Like search up these yeah. people's names. And I'm whatnot. very autistic. Do not do what I do. I'm deranged. <laughs> yeah. literally, if you look at my Twitter and Sharon and I were talking about, I went like on a six tweet storm of like name puns. Yep, just different names. Wait. I saw the. I saw the. Okay, I'm done being a manic right now. Like my manic episode's <laughs> done. And I was like, wait, did I miss something? And I went on his Twitter, and it was just like ridiculous, like name puns. It was hilarious though. Follow, follow Saad at Saad Mahmood. Pass the food. I have no idea what my Twitter food to my mood probably. I, I don't think I could fit the whole Either thing way, there. speaking of even speaking of Twitter, like all these tweets that are coming from like pro pro uh-huh. you know, pro Cuba, like yeah. no, we need to stop Cuba, blah blah blah. They're all made in like April of twenty twenty one. Yeah. I wonder why. And they why. use the exact same text. Yeah. It's the exact same words. Yeah. It's the same thing that happened with like all the again, not a fan of Hillary Clinton, but all the Hillary bashing and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Like they all were yeah. like stock pictures and like ridiculous yeah. names like Jason White. It's like, okay, Jason yeah. White, like <laughs> with a fucking literally and these people find these stock pictures on Google. Yeah. And even on Facebook joined when, April 2021, yep, something like that. Yep. Right. Even on even on Facebook, they did a whole like uh, deep dive into it. And a lot of and this is a separate thing. This is more about the election and stuff. But. A lot of those fake news organizations on Facebook that were pushing out really high volume um, news about Hillary Clinton and the Democrats were literally from like Russia. Yeah. They literally traced all the IP addresses yeah. to Russia. It yeah. was obviously like some fishy business, they, but they, they traced it there. There was a, a Spanish reporter who like did a deep dive for these Cuban tweets and stuff and seeing like where they're coming from. It's like these are mostly again. Most of these tweets are not from Cuba. Mm-mm. These are people outside of Cuba living in the United States, living in the United States, living in Argentina. And it's like, this is very clearly like 
being manufactured. This yeah. is not like a genuine look. There is like protesting happening, and I'm like, I'm I'm fine with admitting that. Yeah, and there are legitimate things to criticize, but like the bulk of this, the the energy going behind it, the intent to just not acknowledge the pro-government protest. Right. It should be an indication to everybody that there is an agenda here. Mm-hmm. The agenda is to topple the one really successful, like, socialist, communist, however you want to frame it, government in the West has been able to stand up and maintain itself despite the constant barrage of, like, warfare. Imagine if if they didn't have those embargoes. Imagine yeah. if they didn't try to invade. Yeah. The United States didn't fuck with them. Yeah. So, to give credence and to give a little bit of explanation besides the embargo, right? Because mm-hmm. there is stuff to talk about. Yeah. The short of it is, like, why economically is Cuba in this situation? And it's a little bit complex, and this is an area where you can criticize the government. Because, again, I want to make this a little bit more holistic. So, basically, America placed an embargo on Cuba in the 60s. And they're like, we're not uh, taking sugar from you. Sugar is, like, their main ex- export, okay? Cuba's very reliant on imports to get most of its goods, again, which is why the embargo is a problem. They can't self-produce a right. lot of this stuff. Who do you think, in, 1960, in the 1960s, who do you think Cuba turned to, a socialist country, who do you think they turned to as a trading partner to help them after the U.S. denied them? 1960s, communism. Russia. USSR. USSR became their primary trading partner. And it's thanks to them that Cuba was able to like stay afloat and stay stable for a very long time. There were ups and downs in relationships, don't yeah. get me wrong. Especially in regards to the Cuban uh, Missile Crisis, mm-hmm. where... Basically, Russia kind of went behind their back and we told the United States, like, yeah, the, the missiles will get out of Cuba. We'll take the missiles out of, like, all these places. And Cuba didn't really have a say in it. Right. There's, like, elements of all that, right? But for the most part, it's important to know that USSR kept Cuba, like, going. And that helped. made That's, Uncle Sam very, very made angry. Uncle Sam very angry. That's part of the reason why, like, they really went in on them, like, for a long time yeah. after that. And I don't want to take away, like, Cuba's own self-planning to do that stuff. But, like, it helps to have that income flow and everything. Right. What happened in 1991 with the USSR? Um, Berlin Wall. Oh, they took it down. They took it down. USSR fell apart. Okay, right. 1991. As I've said, Cuba was reliant on that as their trading partner. Right. USSR falls apart. What happens to Cuba? They fall apart. They fall apart economically. That is when a period called the Special Period, where they were struggling, like really struggling. There was, like, mortality rates went up. Racial wealth gaps started increasing again. And this is one of those things where I was talking about the payments coming back from right. white Cubans. Because here's the thing. As we said before, the majority of the exiles are white Cubans, right? Mm-hmm. So mostly remittances. If you guys don't know, remittances are, like, people going from one country. You send cash back home. That's right. a remittance. Most of the remittances were coming from white Cubans to, yeah. like, their white family members. So that increased, like, the racial uh, wealth divide. Because, like, black Cubans, most of them were, like, stayed there because none of them were, like, slave owners who had to be right. kicked out to begin they, with. They were the slaves. They were, they were the slaves and shit, yeah, right? They were in dental so, service. It, Cuba was a shit show, right. right? What Castro decided to do was they changed their currency. And I'm going to be very, very, very quick with this because it's super fucking complicated. Yeah, currency is... They, they originally they, had, like, one peso, right? Right. They split it... No, I'm sorry. They had two pesos before. Mm-hmm. Um... No, no, they had the one peso, and then in response to the special period, they made two pesos, like two different kinds of currencies. Right. The one domestic, and then the one that you could use to exchange for foreign goods. Hmm. Okay, and so they basically did that as a way to, like, they subsidized them differently, and they had different conversion rates. Basically, that's what allowed them to, like, have some kind of trading system with, like, the few countries that they could get stuff from. That's what they had to do. 
at the same time, they started privatizing sectors of their governments. Okay. Namely, tourism is a big one. Right. Because a lot of people want to go to Cuba. It's like, it's very beautiful and all that stuff. Yeah. They were like, look, we need a source of income because we have this massive embargo on like, and keep in mind, when it's an embargo, because I saw like a fact check about this, which was very stupid. Technically, the embargo does not like stop every other country from interacting with Cuba, right? It's technically just U.S. and like some other places. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing: what country wants to go against is the what United wants States. to go against the United States? You'd be like, yeah, actually, um, I'm going to engage with a small trading is- uh, island, yeah. for trade and like spurn the United States of America, yeah. In no in, in a practical sense, it does bar most countries, not all, like South Africa and such, traded with them, right? Right. Because of Nelson Mandela. Nelson Mandela. Nelson Mandela. Shout Mandela out. Yeah, and Castro were homies. Yeah. And we, the United States praises Nelson who, Mandela who so much. Who do you think was helping most of, like, the African countries fight for their independence against the U.S.? Castro. Castro. Yes, sir. Castro was, like, like most, like, Black Panthers and Black, like, liberation activists like, around the world, like, found solidarity with communist Cuba. Why do you think there's so much goodwill for Castro in this world? Yeah. Like even now there's like yeah. people who have posters of him. There's yeah. not it's not like it's not like freaking like you know how like people have like Stalin pictures just for like fun and yeah, shit yeah. just for like cuz one of my friends Riley, Riley shout out Riley. <laughs> he loves Stalin for some reason. He has pictures of him. But that's yeah. like out of just like fun and that's stuff. That's kind of fun. You know? yeah. yeah. But like there's genuine people who are yeah. like yo no Castro was yeah. the fucking man. Malcolm X. Yep. Um if you, in case you all don't know Asada Shakur that's a whole story. Yeah. So here's another, here's another thing. If the United States tries to kill you, you know what the number? How many attempted assassinations? Like six hundred something. Six hundred forty-eight, I think. And this man dodged each one of them. And his <laughs> and his and his explanation. I saw the video because the reporter asked him. Was like, you know, like you're, you're you're outside. You're not wearing a vest. And he was like, I'm wearing I'm wearing a moral vest. Ooh. He was like, that stopped me. That's that's worked wonders Ooh. for me. That's a fucking fuck you to the United States. That is a big, big let's maneuver. See, let's see. Uh, the United States assassinated um, Malcolm X, another civil rights leader. Patrice Lumumba, Democratic, uh, the Republic of Congo's leader. Yep. Let's see. Uh, MLK. I'm okay. talking domestically, oh, like domestically. just domestically. MLK. Uh, Fred Hampton. JFK. Tell it like it is. Sorry. Go ahead. So I'm going to go back to the um, the currency thing real quick. Well, not the currency thing, but basically they were selling off all this what stuff, was privatizing yeah. everything, right? And the privatization is why Cuba's kind of the way it is now. Like, this is where you can make an actual critique. This is the thing we need to understand, though. Like, they made a tough decision, a very tough time to find some way to, like, stay afloat yeah. before without completely crumbling. Mm-hmm. America, if, like, America was, like, you know, genuine and altruistic, they just would have lifted the embargo and sent over supplies. Right? right. No, that's not the point, though. The point is to starve them out and, like, kill them. Yeah. And my thing is, why would America, if I was America at that point... I'd be like, you know, no, no, they're struggling because, you know, let it be known, we did a lot of shit to them. Yeah. But, hey, I'm going to show you, as just like a capitalistic mindset, I'm going to show you what capitalism looks like. Mm-hmm. We, we're so successful because of this, even though we're fucking ripping off people. Yeah. Here's all these supplies. I feel like that goodwill yeah. would have been more better propaganda yeah. for them yeah. than trying to literally kill them. It'll be like, yeah. hey, look, we're sending you so many supplies. Maybe, maybe we're you saving should have been you. head of the Department of State back then. I mean, that was like nineteen early nineteen nineties. Yeah, but <laughs> I would have hey. been like a baby. Yeah, but so basically, that's where Cuba was ever since. And they were again, they still like did better. They still had pretty strong so- social welfare programs. But when you start privatizing, private companies start taking ownership of sectors of the economy. They can start paying employees employees less How they not want. as much guarantee exactly. And eventually, um, in, like in 2015, Cuba had 
not had. I mean, this was kind of a weird decision. This is like the one that's more tricky. They went from the the two currencies, the two pesos, back to one peso. Mm. And a lot of people who were like more poor basically were like worse off because of that. Yeah. And in international markets, that peso is worth more to them. That's why they did it. Because right. again, they're really trying to go in on this tourism thing yeah. to stay afloat because they need some way to like not be super reliant and always like on the edge on of like falling one, apart. On one end. Yeah, because while one that industry. embargo's happening, like this, like we need to make some adjustments. Right. So again, are there places to criticize them? Sure. Am I like really in a position to tell a like the one successful successful socialist country who's constantly being attacked and constantly being bombarded like how to do their shit? Yeah. No, they. I would have fucked it up. They did a much better job. That's right. a very hard thing to do. Yeah. If you're an American, the only thing you should be doing is telling your country to stay the fuck out of Cuba and lift the embargo. Yep. That's it. And also focusing on domestic issues. Focus on domestic issues. And another thing about like socialism is because that's like the overarching topic, correct? Like. They're so scared of socialism. The United States has many socialistic policies. Mm-hmm. Let's take the military, for example. Mm-hmm. What do every military member, what what do they get? They get a housing stipend. They get, yeah, no, no, no. Like They get like two, $3,000 a month for housing stipends. Mm. They get medical taken care of. They get dental, all of these things that if you just, if the United States military was a country, that's a socialist yeah. that's a socialist yeah. policy of everyone has medical care everyone yeah. has you know the right to a home they get freaking stipend for yeah. food and all these different places but they're so scared to apply it largely like a yeah. whole government because they don't want they don't want to stop having that the same thing that Cuba kind of did they don't want to take away the privatization for yeah. medicine that, w- that would insurance. take power and wealth out of the hands of like the, the select few the private few yeah the jeff bezos is the the head of the walmart family the head of mcdonald's whatever right? all the lobbyists have all, they, they don't want to yeah. wash away the yeah. hard long years of lobbying that's, that's work. fundamentally what this is about shut up and sit down You know what's happening in Kansas right now? Dude, please do fucking tell. Workers at a Frito-Lay's factory... Frito-Lay, all your chips, you fatties. All your fucking chips are striking. They are striking because they are working 84 hours a week. Goodness 84... Eight, let me repeat that. 8-4. So you're telling me these factory workers, not just like desk job folks... Factory There's workers, like physical manual labor here. Standing in, you know, production lines and all this other stuff. They were fitting in two full, more than two full weeks yep. of work into one yeah. fucking Do you think that's week. good for their health? Uh, you know what? I don't think it would be. No. Because also, like, the, the conditions, like, heating-wise, it's very hot there. It's a factory. Yeah. It, it's, it's terrible conditions to we, be working, we in, need, working 84 hours. We need labor unions to be much stronger because labor unions in the 1920s and early 1900s stopped a six to seven day work week yep. and instituted the fucking weekend. And yep. now, a hundred years later, we still only have two days yeah. off. If, if you want to like bitch and complain about socialism and communism, well, you then renege on your uh, five day work week, your 40 hours. You, yeah. It would have been more before. Yeah. Don't, been more. don't complain about that. Don't complain about that. You know where Social Security came from? Labor and communism. Yeah. Look, the Communist Party in America at the time was like, we're going to go on a massive strike unless you, Roosevelt at the time, like, mm-hmm. 
give us something substantial. Yeah. We are going to go on strike and like shut down the entire economy. Yeah. That's like that goes to another. Is. That goes to another uh, point about socialism and just like the value of the product of any organization of any corporation is the people. Yeah. It's not the product itself. A pencil does not have any value until a worker makes it. The workers yeah. hold the power. But there's no pencil. There yeah, is no pencil until yeah, the work comes. Yeah. yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like the workers hold the power, but every other thing in the world, yeah. they'll tell you, you know, yeah. otherwise. And we're, we're kind of seeing that with like now that the pandemic is, you know, quote unquote ending. Mm-hmm. More and more workers, like especially at the tail end of the, t- the pandemic, were like quitting, and employers were like realizing, like, oh, we can't find anybody to hire. It's because they were fucking paying them so shitty. Yeah. You know what got people back into work? You start paying them more. Yeah. Because workers are realizing their shit. My company gave, well, for a little bit more tenured folks, mm-hmm. basically gave us a 10k raise Ooh. because they were coming, they were bringing us back four days a week. Yep. They were like, we got to do something. Yeah. Because other companies are going more remote, and yep. these dummies wanted to stay more on <laughs> the culture. Our culture so nice. We want to make our, you know, like our office workspace. Mm-hmm. And they brought us back four days a week. And but they also gave us a raise to yeah. like kind of counteract well, yeah, that because they, they know. And even even like you're you're seeing like gig gig jobs like McDonald's and uh, other other fast food chains. They're like, oh, our starting pay is sixteen dollars an hour, seventeen. Yeah. So it's like. They, it's not that they didn't have the funds. Or they they were, could always do this. Yeah, they could, they could always do this. The whole point of capitalism, this is coming from business major who's for four fucking years studied this shit. The whole point of a business is to, is to capitalize on your revenue. It's yeah. to maximize revenue and lower cost. Yeah. Guess what cost is? Labor. Pay, paying folks. Yep. Healthcare, dental, all this kind of yeah. stuff. And they want to minimize that. To, yeah. And you, do you think... That large corporations are gonna have the have you in mind. Yeah, they're literally their blueprint is to make fucking money. Yeah, so they're gonna jib you yeah. any way they can, and it's just it's just it just amazes me that people who are just so business cucks. Yes, they're. Cucks, I, I really bro. don't. I understand don't understand it. That. I like, understand. I, look, here's the thing. I do not believe in like. I don't know if I identify as a communist. I might. I'm more communist than I used to be like two, three years ago, but I very left politics, right? Right. I see this thing on Twitter where like people who have like Karl Marx emojis or whatever, or like uh, avatar profiles are like, oh, making money is like bad. Like, no, I think that's stupid, right? Yeah. Like, it's a dog eat dog world. Yeah. You're living in the world you live in. Get your bread. I'm taking I, the paycheck, baby. Yeah, bro. I'm taking <laughs> your selling paycheck. My soul. I will never tell you, like, oh. <laughs> You're you're working at this like company that is bad. I'm not placing you responsible for that shit, right? In, in the words of my favorite character of all time, Thomas Shelby from Peaky Blinders. Oh. He told his girl Grace, he was like, Everyone's a whore. Everyone's you're selling something about yourself. I'm a big ass whore. Yeah. Is either you're selling your time, like I am, because I'm a whore. Yeah. Or you're selling your body. Exactly. So everyone's a whore. But yeah. So I'm never like gonna judge somebody for getting their bread, get making their money, whatever, right? But if you're like Somebody who earnestly believes in this process of like fucking over somebody. Let me make like a small, tiny rant. Do right? it. This is the thing that's like always unstated but implicit when you you say like, "Oh, you gotta like get ahead. Don't be like other people." Because here's the thing: when you're like, when you have money, the point of having money is to spend it. You are spending that money on products and services made and run by people who make much less than you. Yep. If it wasn't for those people, you wouldn't have those things. So the thing always implicit in like 
just right raise yourself up and not any other per- person type mentality is basically the- saying like I want there to be like a permanent underclass to serve me. Oh yeah. I like I want to like I'm gonna run this nonprofit and we like do these nice things, but really I'm here be so like I can yell at the fucking person making yeah. an Aussie eyeball and they make like twelve dollars an hour. Yeah. A lot of people don't want the minimum wage increase because then these people who are working forty hours a week at, at normal desk jobs, nine to fives, getting paid twenty between twenty to twenty five dollars an hour. Now they're looking at fucking McDonald's workers who are like, "Yo, you're making seventeen. Like yeah. that's all it takes." Yeah. And they're like, "No, no, no. I want you to be lower than me." Yeah. That's like an intrinsic idea of capitalism. One hundred percent. Yeah. yeah. That that there's there's g- there's a ruling class, yeah. and then there's a class underneath, and yeah. there's even you a more class that's underneath. You can't underneath deserve this. No. You you can't deserve this. Shit. That's that's a function of capitalism for it to survive. Yeah. Someone has to be getting ripped so off. So much of these things are about like, oh, it's only like worthwhile if it's exclusive. Mm-hmm. That's why like even like look even shoes. I love shoes, but so yeah. much of sneaker and hype culture and like. All that shit is built around the idea that like only select few have a certain. Yeah, that's why they drop so so little supply, and they're like, oh. It's always about VIP. It's always like, oh, you can't join the club. It's like, look, I I get it. Like, not everything can literally be for everybody. I understand it, but for like your ability to pay rent, I think everybody should be able to do that. So, what's what's a massive thing that came out this week? News about rent. Do you know what I'm talking about? No. What, what, How there's no oh, state yeah, yeah. in the United States. Out of 50 states, there's not one state that has the the rent that a minimum wage worker, yeah. 40 hours a week, could afford. Yeah. And let's be clear. You have more expenses than just rent. Yeah. You got food. You, you got your, your families. Your utilities are probably not included. And do you know how many offset terrible tragedies come from this? It's not just people go homeless. People stay in abusive relationships. Yeah. Because they can't afford it by themselves. This other person can afford it. They can't leave. Yeah. It, then the kid gets affected. Yeah. Then they can't go to school. Yeah. It's a whole cycle that, hey, guess what? Your best fucking friend capitalism has started. Yeah. And guess what would be an erasure and a fixture of that? A socialist housing policy. Yeah. A more affordable health care plan. Yeah. So they wouldn't have to worry about health care. If I got sick, dude, people in the United States literally take Ubers to the hospital. Yeah. Because they don't want to pay. Most people, like the most, the most commonly cited use of GoFundMe is to pay for medical procedures. Like that is not a good system. Are you yeah. fucking insane? That's that's in, that's incredible. And the owner, or not the owner, the creator is, of it. This is like in America, in yeah. capitalist. Like, oh, you have the option and the the freedom to buy between these forty fucking expensive brands. Like, what what is a copay? Right. <laughs> what, what is the point? Explain this to me. Sad. I am paying you. Can you can you reach up there and look at my medical bill real quick? <laughs> oh shit! Hold up. Read, just read the number. Okay, hold on, hold on. Okay, let's see here. Let's see. This is for uh, lab work. Mm-hmm. Eight. Yeah. Read it. Read the number. I don't care. Eight hundred sixty-two dollars and eight hundred sixty-two dollars and fifty-four cents. Yeah, that was for the surgery I had on my lip. Okay, oh my and God. it was a mini surgery. I had like a little bit of stitches. You had to get something taken out, right? And the thing is, I've been trying to solve this for a year, and I can't get it solved. Now I can pay this with my HSA, which is a health savings account, and like I still have enough. Like I'm, I'm fine. This yeah. isn't, this isn't but a it's me just problem. Ridiculous. The problem is that. 
I've paid my payment on this. Yeah. Now the insurance company has to do their part, and I've submitted so many claims, yeah. and it's not finished yet. When it's what? When, when God damn they, it, care first. When they're taking your payment information, they're fine. Oh they're yeah, there for you. When you need a payout from them, why, why is it when I swipe my card to take the money out right then and yeah. there? But when I need a refund, that's just like seven to it's like, eight. Oh, we got a process days. for this. Well, did you hit your deductible? What? What is the point of a deductible? I do not understand like the logic behind a deductible. You know what else I don't understand? What? Since we're on insurance, car insurance. Oh my god! Why do we have to pay for? <laughs> no, 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 deadass. Why do we have to pay for oil changes and like tire rotations and like other things? If I dent my fucking bumper, why do I have to pay for it? Why am I paying a hundred dollars a month to this car insurance yeah. company and I have to take care all of like yeah. most of it? I don't understand yeah. it. Like I genuinely, that shit like blows my mind. It's yeah. like why? Why is it there? Well, I mean, I know why it's there because, like, if for an accident, right? Yeah, but also, but the car- like you can be in situations which aren't your fault, and oftentimes they'll find ways to jack up your fucking. Rent. Yeah, that's oh yeah, ridiculous. Hey, we're here to cover you if you get into an accident. But if you get into an accident, we're gonna start charging you yeah. more. <laughs> like, like, what, what is what the, the logic behind that? Oh my! Should, also, that's just a little caveat. The car insurance lobby is very big yeah. because that's why it's a fucking law. That when you buy a car, you can't legally drive it unless it's insured. Yeah, and why well, is that? Like if you are forced and mandated to buy it, yeah, it should cover and do more. Oh, it doesn't. Oh. It, but yeah, it doesn't. Yeah. But like, it should, right? If you, if I'm being forced to do this, yeah, it's the same thing with like the um the Affordable Care Act, right? Like, there's like a mandate. Mm-hmm. If you don't have health care, there's like a you there's a penalty for that, right? Mm-hmm. Like, well. Why the fuck is healthcare so expensive? Yeah. Even like the healthcare policies that I have, because half the time people have healthcare policies, and it's like I can't really use it. Yeah. It's too expensive to use. Yeah. It. The, most of these systems are are stupid and dumb, and I'm getting mad. Yeah. So, comrades, <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much for listening for um this little history primer. And mm-hmm. for our little rant on insurance. Fuck insurance. Episode seven, baby. Fuck insurance in Cuba. Seventh heaven. Whoa. What are we going to name this episode? You, y'all get to hear us brain. I'm going to keep this in. We're going to brainstorm this yeah, right now. Yeah, brainstorm. Hmm. So we talked about Cuba, Cuba, insurance. I mean, it's all basically like communism, capitalism. Yeah. Um, um, bu- 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 tick, tick, tick. Having a bad time. Like, but have Havana, Havana, bad Havana, time. bad time. Yeah. Havana, right, here we bad go. time. Here we go. There it is. There he said, having a bad time, and my and it clicked in my head, Havana, Havana. All right, all right, all right. All right, y'all. So you know the drill. Hot pocket pod, hot pocket on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, which yes, is sir. where you know you find most of your podcasts. Listen to most of your podcasts. All you gotta do, like us, share it, share it, follow us. Show some love. Just, you know what? DM us. DM us, please. DM us. That's it. Talk to us. No, I don't want anything like disgusting and gross. I don't want yeah. you like flirting with us. I just want like I want like a good job, son. Yeah. I don't can, get enough of that at can home. Someone, <laughs> <laughs> can someone pat us on the back about this? This is episode seven. Episode. For episode ten, we gotta do something big, bro. Ooh. Um. We're in the double digits I now. I feel We're like a up. um, like a third, like a guest would be cool. Like if we had three. Oh, by the way, um, this is just like two weeks in advance. Chair's probably gonna have to do a solo episode or an episode with somebody like in two weeks. Yeah. Oh, because you will Ju- be twenty ninth. What are you doing the twenty ninth? July twenty ninth. Oh, there's gonna be two weeks then. July twenty ninth. You were have you were, you're getting a full on actual conversation. What the fuck is happening July twenty ninth? Okay. <laughs> I'm going to Florida. God damn the it. Weekend of the I had to double check when I come back, but I. I... 
We'll take this offline. We'll take this offline. All right, y'all. So like, share, follow us. Do the thing. Thank you so much. We'll catch y'all later. See you later, fam. Bye. See you.